Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well Ministries podcast. This is a, a, an activity that's part of Finishing Well Ministries. Uh, Finishing Well Ministries is um, a ministry that has an objective related to seniors, uh, people 65 and older, and people actually younger than 65 about how we live our lives. And our desire for you is to be able to live your life in such a way that you can finish well. And um, as you get into the 65 plus area that you uh, begin to look at that in a more serious way. We're glad to have you today. My name is Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here with my good friend, Hal Habaker, who is the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. Hal, glad to see you again. Hope you're doing well today. How are you? Randy, I'm doing very well. It's great seeing you, and it's great seeing our listeners out there. I envision those of you all who are listening, learning, interacting with us. May the Lord bless us together as we grow in him and be all that he has purposed for us to be in our elder years, whatever stage that is. So it's great to be with you here, Randy, and uh, talking about these things today again. Well, it's good for... Uh from my standpoint to be here too, Hal, and I'm especially interested in uh, our topic today and what you're going to say about it. Um, you know, <clears throat> you are going to give us some, some, I think, some good insights. And one of those things that comes to my mind is that uh, as we, as we grow up, as we grow and age in our life, none of us is an island. Uh, we gather things as we grow. We, we learn things as we grow. And we put things together based on those experiences we have. And um, we, we, we should consider that as a, an important element to us because we should say that it's a value that we sometimes don't even realize we're using. And uh, you have been one of those out there that's a model to me that has been able to gather information, gather uh, approaches, gather uh, philosophies from so many different sources, Hal. And I'm just impressed that you bring that to the table every time. And I thought maybe you are going to talk to us a little bit today about that in terms of some of the things that have caught your eye caught your ear, and you've used. I would like to do that, Randy. Uh, we had an email letter about this uh, a little while back. I want to share some things that have really helped me grow. And I want to put them in a perspective, biblically speaking. There's a verse in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. It's very meaningful to me. Paul raises the question, for who regards you as superior? And then he asked this question, what do you have that you've not received? And if you've received it, why do you boast as if you've not received it? So let me take you back uh, almost seven years now, Randy. We launched Finishing Well Ministries. W was it something that I felt, well, golly, I need to do this, as if the importance was on me? 
Uh, no, it's not. I mean, I stand, we stand, we all stand on the shoulders of other people and other experiences who have gone before us. And it's not about me in a sense. It's really about the work of God as he worked in our lives, gave us convictions, helped us develop, and we are his servants doing what he has purposed to do through our lives. And I think it's absolutely critical to understand that. So what I'm doing, what we're doing together and finishing well, in one sense, you know, God uses us, but the work that we're doing is rooted and grounded in other people who have influenced me and us in a tremendous way. So what I want to do is just, there are five ministries that have impacted my life, and there may be more, and I don't know who's impacted in your life as you listen to this. But name them and chronicle them and watch God work through your life. So I'd like to go through these ministries today, Randy, and interact with you on them and tell you a little bit about them and why we're different and how they've influenced me and or us. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. Okay, let me share share the first one. Uh, There is an organization called the James Houston Center for Faith and Successful Aging. When... Yeah, I'll tell you how I discovered these people. When, when we launched Finishing Well Ministries, I said, I need to know who else is doing this and what we can learn from them. And just going through the search engine process, I stumbled into a book by Michael Parker and James Houston, who was the founder of Regent College up in Vancouver, a place where I've been privileged to study and get to know some people up there. Uh, Michael Parker is a gerontologist. James Houston today is 101, I think he is, a centenarian who has written lots of books. He's led the school. He's been an influential leader. And he, together with Mike Parker, has authored this book, A Vision for the Aging Church. So as we launched Finishing Well Ministries, this title just stood out to me, A Vision for the Aging Church. And I, I read it. Um, I didn't memorize it, but it influenced me incredibly enough that I went to San Antonio several years ago to be at a weekend conference with Mike Parker, and we began a personal friendship. And Mike has influenced, encouraged me. We we share together on a monthly, every other month basis. We pray together on the phone. And I can't tell you what Mike Parker's academic pursuit in chronicling the issues of aging people has meant to me. I mean, he's actually beginning a a research arm on aging people in the church where, as a church, you can go to his organization, his website, and you can take an evaluation form, all your aging people in your church, all your retired people, and get an assessment for where y'all are as a group of people in your church, what your needs are. And it's just phenomenal. And I can't say enough about how Mike has influenced me, how he has encouraged me, the academic pursuits, uh, the publications he's writing, the network he's involved with. And he has just brought me into that network to be a part of it. And it's made a huge difference. And I would encourage any one of our listeners, you know, to go to the James Houston Center for Faith and Successful Aging and learn from it. It's, it's been a huge boon and encouragement to me. All kinds wow, of that, ways. that is awesome, Hal. That's awesome. So, 
uh, would you say that in some ways finishing well ministries is a, 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 a similar kind of argument or a similar kind of um, proposal uh, to everyone out there, whatever age they are, uh, that follows some of the thinking of uh, Michael Parker in the group? I, I do. I do believe that we, we are like them in a sense. But let me tell you some of the differences. Uh, Mike is an academician. He has been on the faculty at the University of Alabama in gerontology. It's been his whole field. It's been his whole life study. So he brings an academic credibility, statistically speaking, on all kinds of things. Just for example, the importance of spirituality and aging. I mean, they have measured that in studies they have done. They have measured the importance of relationships. So as the six essentials and the purpose of Finishing Well Ministry has been forged out in my mind, Michael Parker's ministry in the James Houston Center for Successful Aging and Faith has made a huge difference in me. I don't want to be like them in that sense, but I want to learn from them. We as Finishing Well Ministries can learn a great deal from them and use their resources and help to encourage our people as well. Does that make sense? Oh, that's awesome, Hal. Very good. Shall we, uh, shall we move on to uh, the next one? Let's do it. Uh, the next one is called the Retirement Reformation Roundtable. It is anchored by a guy by Bruce Brinsma out of Colorado Springs. Uh, Bruce is a financial man. He has a financial company, invest, and people uh, work with him. And he is 79, I think. He has this vision, <laughs> as we all do in a sense. Well, what am I doing as an aging person? Hmm. Am I doing God's work? Right. So here's a man. He's older than I am. I'm 72. Is He's been a great example to me. He has taken a business model that he has, and he's developing it to encourage other people to do the same thing as he's doing. So here's an example of a guy, an individual, who says, my skills are finances. I want to value my life in that, and I want to help others do that. And so he brought a group of people together several years ago for a day-long Reformation uh, retirement roundtable in Colorado Springs. I could not go, but I have many friends who were there and they have a retirement declaration they want you to sign. So here's another individual who's making a difference. I'm on their mailing list. I get all of their information. Uh, they've developed a podcast as well in conjunction with their ministry. And it's just wonderful to watch them, to cheer them on, and to be cheered on in our ministry by them. Makes a big difference to me. It sounds like they are. Um similar in their messaging and similar in their approach to what we are and finishing well. Yeah, they're, they're very similar. One of the things I wrestle with is uh, how finishing well ministries can be a, a, a part of a consortium of ministries. I think God wants us to network with other people in a strong way. And I even wonder personally how much we should work on that consortium value of bringing those people together like us and encouraging each other and expanding our networks by being together. Uh, the next one is an organization called Reignite. It's led by uh, Richard and Leona Bergstrom. 
I have to tell you a short story. I mean, God's always working and he works decades ahead of us, I want to say. I did a doctor of ministry degree at Denver Seminary with my mentor, Vernon Grounds, who was the president there, just a a key influence in my life. And I could tell you another story. I actually met him when I was six years old. He preached in our church. And I remember as a six-year-old kid listening to Dr. Grounds preach and never realizing back at six years of age, I, in my 40s, would do a doctorate under his mentorship and leadership and friendship. Okay, while I was at Denver Seminary, I met a fellow D-Men grad named Richard Bergstrom. He has written a book called The Third Third. He and his wife, Leona, out of their own lives and ministry, are doing something very similar to me. Uh, Although they go around and train pastors and other seniors, they do workshops, training them all over the Northwest. He's from up in the Northwest, and they have developed this ministry, uh, encouraging older people by actually working with them doing workshops. Now, we're trying to do some of that in local churches and things like that, but uh, Richard, to me, is an encourager, an example, again, of a guy who's doing this with his wife, and they have this joint ministry traveling around the northwestern part of our world and even other places. I met Richard again four years ago at a Legacy Coalition conference here in uh, Rockwall, Texas, right outside of Dallas. We had long conversations. We did a recent, uh, not a podcast, but we all were together for a seminar on Zoom with Denver Seminary this past May. So I keep up with these people. I watch his stuff. I, I read what he writes. And again, it's not about uh, us. You know, what do you have that you've not received? So every, my story, the message of finishing well, it doesn't does originate with me. It originates with God, and it's been stirred up and sharpened and developed by his people. I really like the name of their ministry, Al, Reignite. You know, we're reigniting something, aren't we? When we, when we get people to examine and uh, renew their, their faith and their, their trust in the Lord and their commitment to following the plan. It speaks to the importance of rewriting your mission, in a sense. You retire and you leave a mission of having done something with your life at a certain level. So what are you going to do now? Are, are you, are you going to retire or are you going to refire? <laughs> are you going to reignite what it is that God has purposed to do through your life? Yeah. And I think every one of us has to do that in, in a regular sense, constantly, maybe even daily. I mean, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and understand his mission for our lives in it today and be about doing that. Well, how about the fourth one, Hal? What's that all about? Well, the fourth one and the fifth one here are very similar. Uh, David Roper and his wife, Carolyn, uh, David was on staff at Peninsula Bible Church back in the 60s and 70s with Ray Stedman, who's a graduate of Dallas Seminary. And by the way, his library as an aging pastor still influences me. But David and his wife moved to Idaho. And they, they've started this ministry called Idaho Mountain Ministries, which is a ministry to pastors and retired pastors encouraging them. And he writes a blog. And I would encourage any one of us to subscribe to his blog. 
he and Ward Tannenberg uh, is the other person, the, the fifth person I have here. They both write out of their experiences as aging pastors. Okay. And so I'm, I'm a pastor. Uh, I, I was a pastor. I am a pastor. I think I'll always be a pastor. And there's <laughs> you not- are, Hal. Thanks, Randy. And there's nothing that helps me more than listening to other pastors reflect on life, particularly those who are ahead of me. Yeah. You know, David Roper is quite a, a few years older than me, and so is Ward. Uh, I, I don't know these people personally, although we have exchanged emails and have gone back and forth on certain issues. But both of these people have really, I mean, that they've sharpened my thinking. Uh, I, I think I read what they write, and it, it really speaks to me. They're ahead of me in many ways. Uh, they, they're ahead of me in terms of their life experiences. They're ahead of me in terms of the reflection they have on life, the value of following God in their season. Uh, David writes more than Ward. Uh, Ward writes at least once a week. Generally speaking, um, David Roper is sending out three, four blogs each week. And I tell you, I'm mesmerized by any one of, every one of them. And th- these are men who have influenced me in a great way. That's tremendous, Al. Boy, that, that's a really, you know, um, one of the things that all of us should think about is those who have influenced us as we've gotten to be at whatever age we are, who has influenced us? And uh, what has that influence done? How's it shaped my life? And you, you, how you bring just a tremendous humility to this whole issue in question and allow others to know that you have so many good, helpful, friendly, um, contacts in your life who want you to be all that you can be in God's kingdom. And you know they want that for you. And so it becomes a mutually um, supportive and encouraging relationship. And boy, I would, if I could have anything, it would be that we could all model something like you do with people, which is you lift people up who you you like their message and you let them know that and you and you at the same token you let them know when they're encouraging you and that builds that sort of fortifies um i think a way of saying i am following the plan god has for me if i can bring some joy to others in that great but i'm sure getting joy out of knowing these people is that not right how it is right. And uh, Randy, one of the things I would want to encourage every listener and every person who's a part of Finishing Well Ministry, older people in the church, who is in your network who is spurring you on? Mm. I mean, who are you listening to? Who yeah. are you learning from? Who are you valuing? And, you know, it's kind of like Paul says, what do you have that you haven't received? Mm-hmm. And if you've received it, why do you boast as if it's your own? Or why do you talk about it as, you know, other people explain who you are in a sense. 
like the figure speech I used earlier, you know, you stand on the shoulders of others who have gone ahead of you. And if you see things, it's because of God working in your life through other people. So it accentuates what you might say the second of the six essentials, connecting with people. So at our age, who's spurring you on? Who are you connecting with? Who's building you up? Who's sharpening you? Who's uh, giving you uh, different ideas than what you're thinking? Say, Habeck, you ought to rethink this. I don't think you're right on. And every one of us, men, women, husbands, wives, whatever our age, we need good friends who sharpen us. What is that? Proverbs 2017, 2717, as iron sharpens iron, so another person sharpens the countenance of his or her friend. You know, who's leaning into your life? It's really tough to get that, isn't it, Hal, if you don't have any relationships with other men, if you're a man, or women, if you're a woman. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I feel, and I know you do too, uh, especially grateful that we have that voice in our spouse. We have a voice that encourages and uh, just simply ask good questions and makes us stronger and better, um, wiser, if you will. Uh, and I'm so grateful for that. We also, though I, I, I would hope we could all as men have at least one or maybe two other relationships uh, endless if you can find them, but at least a couple that you can share things with and talk as deep as you want to talk about your relationship with the Lord and um, and 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 share and and open up to how you feel either you are grasping and, and accomplishing that or, or moving along and maturing or that you're falling back and you need help and get that input from those other people. It really, we all need, uh, as you said, Hal, we all need some kind of encouragement, but we also need to sharpen them, sharpen how we think about things. And um, if we don't open our mind to the fact that other people are out there who have good experience, other people are out there who have, have knowledge and wisdom and we can tap it if we if we just open up. Uh, we are only harming ourselves, aren't we? We are. Uh, Randy, I think it's a great topic. Let me wrap it up with just a couple outstanding biblical thoughts that come to me. Biblical examples, you might say. You know, David was the greatest king in all of Israel. And Jesus Christ sits on the throat of, his, of David, uh, the Lion of Judah. So... David's success is built on the, the strong men who supported him. Both in uh, Samuel and Chronicles, David mentions the, the mighty men who helped him grow, helped him rule. I can't, that's so amazing. You know, Daniel had his three friends in the book of Daniel. Uh, Jesus chose 12 people in whom to invest his life. So he, and he says in John 15, I've called you friends. So I want to say, who are the 12 friends who are shaping your life? Uh, and of course, Paul, the same thing. When he closes his letter to the church at Rome, he lists over 20 different people. Say, I say hi to so-and-so, so-and-so. They've all helped him 
So we, we have this life. It's a privilege. It's a gift of God. And he places people around us to help us. And so I, I just outlined these five individuals, but really there's a whole host of people. And that's what we should be about. Wouldn't you say, Randy? I would say exactly that, Al. Very critical. So let's help. But let's learn from others. Let's let them know how much we appreciate them. And I hope you'll think about this in your own life as you listen to these words. Who's in your network? Who do you appreciate? Who's helping you grow and value them? Do it as a husband and wife. Do it in your family. Do it in your community and make a difference fulfilling God's plan for our elder years. Amen? Amen. So I hope this encourages you uh, as you listen to this. Uh, The Lord bless you. Uh, Keep learning with us uh, and share these podcasts with other people as God uses them in your life. Spread the news about Finishing Well Ministries. God bless you and have a wonderful day.